Satan Has a Plan, Part 4, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As we learned from the first three series of Satan Has a Plan, this world and those that support it, whether they realize it or not, cannot be part of the kingdom of God. The different cultures the world houses have come into being through the lifestyles of the descendants of Adam and Eve, and therefore reflect the imperfection and sinful nature of those children of disobedience. The first pair of humans looked to Satan for counsel, making his knowledge the database they would build their lives on, instead of the mind of Christ, their Creator. Out of their twisted thinking, the systems of this world evolved, replacing what God had started as His kingdom, just as Satan planned. The information they gleaned from Satan, who was himself an angel, probably made it seem all right to marry into God's angels. Whatever their motivation and altered race of man, replaced God's perfect human children. Out of this same thinking, religions have been birthed and secret societies formed. Birthed from the desires and aspirations of men taught by the world's knowledge, and its educational community, every evil thing that plagues this world has been brought forth through corrupting the mind of mankind. The world's governmental systems are designed by the enemy to control and manipulate the masses and per banking to hold man in bondage to death for further control. Remember, Satan said he wanted to be as God and he is to the altered race. The enemy's thinking has changed man's natures and placed them at odds with God, each other, and all of creation. What can be done to restore things? How does man regain good standing with God? How can they fix what they have destroyed, mend what they have broken? How can man somehow return to the perfection they knew in the garden, come into alignment with the universe, and be in order, perfect harmony with all that has remained faithful and loyal to the Creator. You see, all creation has remained steady and on course, obedient to the laws of the universe, except man, and consequently that part of creation they were given dominion over. Even the rebellious angels that crossed with man were small in number. Myriads have remained faithful to God and His law. All of mankind is disobeyed. Unfortunately, man is now so hopelessly encompassed by the world systems and assimilated into society that there seems no way out. Or is there? Is there a way to choose God's knowledge with the intent of replacing Satan's? Could the human race change somehow and not be a part of the altered race? How can hardened, tainted hearts be cleansed and minds filled from birth with the wrong knowledge be transformed? How can man stop the enemy from using them? And can they ever successfully recognize Satan's thoughts and ideas interjected into their minds, differentiating them from the Holy Spirit's? or their own. 
and a big, big correction that must be made according to God's law. He says, man does not love him if they do not love each other. How can man, geared towards competition, possession, gaining self-wealth, etc., ever learn to really love one another? These questions must be addressed and humanity at least trying to walk out God's answers before they can hope to have a part in establishing the new heavens and the new earth in righteousness. Only in a righteous condition can it be guaranteed that man will not allow the same evil to repeat itself. You see, man brought sin to the earth, or I should say, manifested it into being. Satan may have mentally had the concept where Adam and Eve were concerned, but he had no control over God's righteous children. They had to, of their own free will, act on his suggestions. Enoch the seventh from Adam said, in Enoch chapter 69, verse 11, For men were created exactly like the angels, to the intent that they should continue pure and righteous, and death, which destroys everything, could not have taken hold of them. But through this bare knowledge, they are perishing, and through this power, it is consuming me. There is nothing in or of the world that can help mankind achieve the goal of being restored or reversing things. No aid can be found in her schools. They promote the wrong knowledge we just learned about from Enoch. Nor can her churches, who are preaching false doctrines, deciphered through the world's knowledge, guide man. Her banking systems support the rich, have the majority of mankind in debt, and in their clutches and her governments, have their own rules and regulations, causing man to walk in opposition to God's laws. Satan runs the show. Have you kept up with the news? You will see the depraved, corrupt state of man's governments. They are trying very hard to implement a one-world religion, one that causes man to be in opposition to the Lord, and one-world government that Satan rules through. They are coming dangerously close to succeeding, and the majority of mankind is unaware. Only the Word of God can save humanity and change them by creating the new, thus making this world and all she offers obsolete. I am not speaking of the Word in the Bible alone, even though it is the Word in written form. I speak of the living and powerful being that created man and loves them beyond what they can imagine. We read of him in Revelation. Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, 
white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Truth sets free the righteous and destroys the evil. That with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. Satan will not rule much longer. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. God is not going to stand for the atrocities against his laws much longer. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. All things were created through him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Colossians chapter 1 verses 19 through 20 For it pleased the Father that in him, the Word, all the fullness should dwell, the fullness of the Godhead, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. It was in the plan of God for Christ, the Word, the tree of life, to save humanity from the enemy. Remember, Adam and Eve turned their back on him. That shows man God's unconditional love. It gets better. Here is more of the Father's plan. John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4 explains this miraculous phenomenon. Or do you not know that as many of us, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Man can die as the altered race. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, died to who they were, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. They resurrect a brand new creature. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Now look at this. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. As the newly born again creature feeds on the word, as revealed and recorded in John chapter 6 verse 53, eats from the bread of life, he is transformed to a new species. John chapter 6 verse 53 then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you, no eternal life. It is this new species that God's promises belong to. These are the ones that inherit his kingdom, the real seed of Abraham. 
Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. The promises were made only to Abraham's seed. So again, man must do more than be baptized. He must mature and grow, be perfected through the word, until he truly becomes flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone, his image. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 47 through 49. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. The new generation will be in the image of Christ. See, man can change. He can be born a new creature and transform or metamorphose into a completely new species. So much for Satan's I-wills being carried out through them. They do not belong to him. As the end-time knowledge of God or the Word shapes and molds their minds and hearts, they begin to change to perfection in the same way Adam and Eve changed negatively through Satan's knowledge. As stated before, the altered species came about as a result of choosing the twisted thinking of the enemy, just as Satan planned. He thought he had produced a superior race to the original pair, but God had his own plan, and through his word, a new species bursts forth. Because, as pointed out earlier, that knowledge, or word, is the Creator. Those born through Him are a completely new race of man. Who really is the superior race? Those born through angels, or those born through God? Think about that. And look at what backs them. An angel backs the people of the world. The kingdom children are covered by a self-existing God. One says, I will. The other says, I am. The answer to everything wrong on this planet is therefore solved by Jesus, the Word of God. Here is how. John chapter 1 verse 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. The word had the body of a man that was named the Son of God. God gave his knowledge, his word, a body suit that man could see. They have, for the most part, lost the ability to see spirits, good or bad, as well as the ability to comprehend the knowledge of God. He came and taught in a way altered man would understand. So God himself was actually in the bodysuit of the man people saw as Jesus, or Yeshua. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 explains, That is, that God 
was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. John chapter 1 verse 14 And the word became flesh, Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now let us go back and read 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 again. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Jesus, the word, is the father of the born again. Now this opens man's understanding to see a deeper truth. As God was in Christ's body, reconciling the world to himself, so Christ is in his new species. They are the body of Christ. He comes to enforce his victory, seen previously only by the supernatural to the natural, right here on planet Earth. Is that not exciting? Do you see how man has become a victorious new kind of humanity, even better than the first? Well, this solves many problems. The new species are automatically in order with the rest of God's creation and in good standing with God. Through relying on God's knowledge, a righteous new society will emerge built on His morals, according to His plans. Jesus said, greater works would be done than what he did. Miracles come from people that react to a cause or a need from a database of God's knowledge. The law of faith, be it as you believe. Promises, guarantees, miracles. All will be in perfect harmony as his laws are written on the fleshly tablets of man's heart and mind to guide, protect, and make stable their lives. All creation will be set free of the wrongs brought on them by the enemy and those he controlled. No longer will Satan weaken the nations. The lawless one has been exposed. The new man can fix what the old race destroyed and mend what the altered ones have broken. I wish there was some way mankind would stop looking at their personal situations and positions right now, long enough to see the big picture of what the enemy is doing to humanity. For instance, wars for any reason are not holy, and surely not of God in these end days. Isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 through 4 is proof. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. This is symbolic of God's government, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. There is a remnant that will be born again and walk with God. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Zion is the capital city of God. It houses his government. Jerusalem is his bride, the church, the born-again new species of man.
He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. War is not an option. Division of any kind, classes, denominations, genders, nationalities, genealogies are not of God. But they cause man to be out of order, and the enemy is behind them all. He loves this division because a house divided falls. He wants his altered race to stand strong as his house. They are united with intent to destroy all that is of God. The born-again new breed must stand as one in Jesus. He is the solution to the problems related to division as well. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In fact, He is the answer to every problem on earth. If the whole world would stop for just a week, better yet a month, and fix their minds on God, crying out to Him to set mankind completely free of this world, its systems, its master, and unseen army of evil spirits, the kingdom could perhaps begin to manifest fully. God's word does not come back void. He is not a man that he should lie, and he promises renewal, reversal, a new earth, cleansed of the world of Satan and all the dead works he performed through the old generation of man. Christ paid the redemption price to the enemy for mankind to be returned to God. He gave his own life. He jubilated man, set them free, gave them the opportunity to start over. His new generation is the physical evidence of his victory over the enemy. This victory will be enforced for the seed of Abraham, through the seed of Abraham, by Jesus in the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Here is how mankind receives the promises as well. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, the new species was conceived in the mind of God before he rested from creating the earth. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. They would be born through a perfectly calculated formula, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. In closing, all things are accomplished through Jesus. The last thing to be conquered is death. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 reveals Jesus as even victorious over death in Hades. I am he who lives. The grave couldn't hold him and was dead. He was crucified. And behold, I am alive forevermore. 
he rose from the death to eternal life. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Jesus won. Satan lost the battle. Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 2. And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit. Jesus had to have sent him, as he held the key, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil, and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. The millennium begins. All a plan of God to decimate, obliterate, completely stamp out forever the plans of Satan.